Thank you for being here with us this morning, either in person or online. Uh, my name is Andrea Smith. I'm the pastor here at West United Methodist Church, and it's a joy to be able to be with you this morning. We are in the middle of a message series called Cinema Sunday. We are looking at life principles that are present in the movies that we watch, and then looking at some of the sayings of Jesus, some of the parables that Jesus told, and trying to figure out what we can learn uh, by intertwining the two things. This morning, I have a gift for you. If you're new to West, uh, we're a little different. We do not, uh, you chuckle a little, Uh, we are a little different. Uh, We do not pass the offering plates normally, but this morning, we're going to pass some bowls and some cups, and we want you to take something out of them. Back a year and a half ago, I went to the Holy Land with Bishop and some of the younger clergy in our conference, and we had the opportunity to go to Bethlehem and Jerusalem and Galilee, and one of the things that we did while we were there, oh, thank you, uh, was talk about mustard seeds and the faith, having faith the faith of a mustard seed. So this morning, as we turn up the lights just a little, the ushers are going to come by. They're going to give you either a bowl or a cup to pass down your rose, and I want you to take out a mustard seed. They're tiny, so uh, it may be just a little bit of a challenge. Find a friend with some fingernails if you can't dig it out. And if you give up, then see me after worship. I have a whole bottle of them. Now, while they're doing that, if you will clap if you have seen the movie Little Boy. If you've seen the movie Little Boy, clap. Oh, good. Well, so I could say anything this morning, and none of you are really going to know. So I can make up all kinds of stuff about the movie, you know. Uh, I won't do a spoiler alert today, so you won't know how it's going to end. If you're worshiping with us online and want your very own mustard seed from the Holy Land, if you will, in the chat window or send me an email that you would like one, we will throw one in the mail to you. As you get your mustard seed, and if you're worshiping with us online, pretend like it's a poppy seed. That'd be the best parallel I could use. Um, I want you to look at it in your hands for just a minute. It's pretty tiny. In fact, camera, zoom in on my fingers, not my face or my body, and see if you can show the folks that are worshiping online the size of the mustard seed. It's tiny. But what came out of this mustard seed was anything but tiny. 
Jesus compares faith to a mustard seed over and over again in scripture. So this morning, that's what we're going to look at and try to figure out what it was that Jesus meant. Thank you. You can dim the lights again. I want to read you two scripture stories this morning. That's a little different as well. Normally, I only read one, but Jesus really did talk about this mustard seed a lot. He also talked about faith a lot. And so I want you to hear two different stories because at the end of today's message, I hope that we all will leave thinking about our faith in relation to it being a mustard seed The first story is taken from the Gospel of Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Occasions for stumbling are bound to come, but woe to anyone by whom they come. It would be better for you if a millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea than for you to cause one of the little ones to stumble. Be on your guard. If another disciple sins, you must rebuke the offender. If there is repentance, you must forgive. And if the same person sins against you seven times a day and turns back to you seven times and says, I repent, you must forgive. Now, that's not the point of the story that I want to make this morning. Those are just some of the things, the dialogue that Jesus is having with the disciples as they're talking about life and what it means to live into the kingdom of God. The part that I want you to pay close attention to is now that Jesus has said all that to the disciples, uh, listen to what they say to him. The apostles said to the Lord, being Jesus, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. I want you to take a look at this first clip from Little Boy this morning in which he talks about and struggles with the idea of faith. Take a look. with the little stone. That's what we need, my friends, in these difficult times. So, like Father Oliver used to ask, what can we do? What can we do for our relatives at war? What can we do if we are here? And they are there. And the answer is, if we have faith the size of a mustard seed, we can move a mountain. If we can move a mountain, then nothing will be impossible for us, not even ending this war and having our loved ones back. I already knew someone who could move a mountain. I wondered if the source of his powers was a mustard seed. boy that you see there, his dad is serving in World War II, and he's missing his dad tremendously. 
His brother was supposed to be the one to go and serve and went to enlist in the army. And as the brother is standing there in front of the enlistment officer, he tells the brother that your feet are too flat to serve. So there's a scene in the movie where they're grappling with, you know, the unfairness of this dad of two boys going and serving in the war, especially when the younger son was willing to go, tried to go, and was told no. So then the dad has to go. And they talk about him having to go in his place, and they're just having some very real human thoughts and emotions Have you ever felt like there's something in your life that is daunting? Something in your life that is bad that you're having to deal with or face or perhaps not you, maybe a friend. Maybe someone who's lost their job or who got a diagnosis that they did not like. Uh, Just some, some bad place in their life and they're trying to figure out how they're going to overcome it. For this little boy, it is the fact that his dad is in the middle of a war. He wants his dad to come home. So he goes to church and he hears the pastor stand up there and talk about faith. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, then you can move a mountain. Now, the little boy is also fascinated with an illusionist or a magician, as we sometimes call them, uh, who can move mountains. And you're going to see something in just a few minutes about that. But before we go to there, to that place, I want you to, to identify a mountain in your life that needs to be moved. What is something that you're dealing with that seems bigger than you are? because Jesus gives us an idea of how to overcome it. One of the other passages that I wanted to share with you this morning is taken from the book of Matthew. This story is about a little boy who was battling an illness. And so as I read this passage, I don't want you to get fascinated with the the miracle of healing and all that kind of stuff, because that's not the point. The point is, again, what Jesus said about having faith. The disciples and Jesus came to a crowd. A man came to Jesus and knelt before him and said, Lord, have mercy on my son. For he is an epileptic and he suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Jesus answered, you faithless and perverse generation. How much longer must I be with you? How much longer must I put up with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the boy was cured instantly. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? Jesus said to them, Because of your little faith. For truly I tell you, if... You have faith the size of a mustard seed. You will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. Now I want you to take a look at this next clip from the movie Little Boy. It is about when he is confronted with something that he's supposed to believe in and what happens. Take a look at this clip. What you are about to see is not an illusion. You will bear witness to a profound experience, the movement of an inanimate object through inner power. 
but I'm not going to perform it. My new colleague will. believe that you can do this is one of the statements that he and his father would share with one another when they were hanging out and doing things while he was growing up with his dad. The beginning of the movie showed several different instances, those warm, fuzzy, aha moments between he and his dad, and, and he'd be struggling with something, and his dad would say, do you believe you can do this? Do you believe you can do this? Did you hear in the scripture passage that I just read, Jesus got a little frustrated, Imagine he had been teaching with the disciples for quite some time and, you know, wowing people with his amazing connection with God, his power, casting out demons and healing the sick. And when he would do that, when he would perform those miracles, many times he would refer to faith. He would talk about having faith. That's what he would say to the blind man or to the boy with the son who was possessed by a demon, but uh, it was epilepsy. Jesus got a little frustrated when the disciples, you know, went to him in private. That's interesting. You know, they didn't just say it out there in front of everybody. Hey, get this. They went to him, it says, in private and said, I just don't understand. Why can't, why can't we do what you do? And Jesus said, ye of little faith, 
if you would just have faith, you would have the ability to move a mountain. I want you to see the final clip from the movie right now, and then I'm going to show you some pictures of an actual mountain. Take a look at this final clip. How? How are you going to bring Dad back, you idiot? Like, like, with the mustard seed. You can move a mountain. Fine. Want to move a mountain? There's one. Go ahead. Move it. Move it. Move it for everyone. You don't have to do it. He's just trying to humiliate you. Hey, 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 hey. Not now. goes on to show some rumblings start to happen, sort of like an earthquake. Something happens enough that he feels like he has indeed moved a mountain. Faith is difficult to have sometimes in life when we face our own mountains. That's one of the questions that I hear a lot in conversations with others. How can I have more faith? Is my faith not big enough or not good enough or strong enough? Why do I have these doubts? Why do I have these fears? And that's when my answer is because those are normal. They're human. It's what we do with them that makes all the difference. I want you to take a look at three different pictures. These are from the Holy Land. When I was, I want to say, newer to my faith or the understanding of the words of Jesus, I struggled with this passage a lot. So if I have faith and I can move a mountain or I can tell this bush to go and, and cast it into the sea. You know, I'm, I'm not magical. I can't, you know, wave my fingers and a bottle will come to me on a table like you saw just a minute ago. But when we were standing in the Holy Land and Bishop was telling us about where we were, this is called Herodium. You see the mountain up in the back? That is where King Herod built one of his palaces, his, his shrines, and it was, you know, it had this fortress all around it. I want you to look at how big the mountain is in comparison to the building in front of it, because in just a moment, I'm going to show you a picture of just the mountain. But if you see in the background, the mountain is very, very large. This was like a house down here on the outskirts of Bethlehem. So uh, take a look at that picture. Now the next one. There's a different angle of the mountain and the buildings that were a part of the fortress around Herod's shrine or temple. And then the final picture. 
I want you to leave that image up there as I talk for the next few minutes. I want you to take a good look at this. It is a mountain. We were standing outside of the remains of Herodium. And let me tell you about King Herod for just a second. He was one of the most ruthless leaders of the people. He, if you did not agree with him and do what he wanted you to do, he'd just have you killed. I mean, so you pretty much had to walk the line and do exactly what he wanted. He was one of the most powerful powerful, powerful leaders of the time. And he would build these fortresses, these kingdoms, these temples, these shrines on the top of mountains. And at one point, standing in the Holy Land, you could stand and you could see off in the distances all the mountains that Kerid had built the temples, fortresses on top of. Bishop was standing there with us in that dusty road and said, do you see this mountain? Do you see Herodium? Most scholars believe that Jesus would have been somewhere around here based on the timeline of these stories in the Gospels and most likely he would have been able to see the mountain Do you know how that mountain got there? Do you guys know how the mountain got there? Herod built it. You see how big it is? I mean, it's huge. King Herod built it. In fact, he moved it. He built it once and and didn't like where it was, so guess what? He had it moved by the hands and the feet of all the Jewish slave workers that worked for him. Herodium, the mountain, it was moved. There was such a thing back then as having a faith that would move mountains because Herod did it. So maybe the question for us when we look at this passage and we look at all the different times that Jesus talks about having faith, we need to understand that it is more than just some idea or concept in our heads that we're supposed to have in our hearts. It requires us to do something. I have a blue chair in front of me. I have faith that it's going to hold me. I have faith that if I sit in it, it's not going to collapse. I would be mortified if it did. But I have faith that it's not going to collapse under my weight. And it's going to give me all that I need. It did, right? Now, I could have stood there all day long. And actually, I like to sit while I preach. So I may take this up. This is actually pretty comfortable. Uh, I could have stood there all day long and thought about having faith. But it required me to do something. Jesus said, because of your little faith, for truly I tell you, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to the mountain. You go back to the gospel of Luke. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to the mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea for it would obey you. I could have thought about having faith in this chair all day long, but I had to actually sit down in it, right? For it to do anything. 
I had to sit in it. I had to do more than just think about it. Having faith in the way of Christ means we have to do something. And it is easy. It's really easy to talk about. It is not so easy to do, especially when the mountains are huge. But Jesus gives us an answer. He gives us a glimpse into how we move the mountains. We say something. You know, this whole God thing, we act, God reacts, it's called grace. I want to tell you another story this morning. It's about a lady that is a part of West. She is a dear friend of mine. And is, are the pictures flashing up behind me or is it only on the screen in front of me? Uh, it's, y'all just... Okay, just leave it off, maybe. And the computer has been messing up majorly this morning, so... Sorry. That's a little distracting when you have some ADD going on with the flashing. So I'm like, I can't do it anymore, sorry. <sighs> I want to tell you a story about a friend of mine. She uh, has been a part of my ministry since the first Sunday we went to Williamson's Chapel. Lane was four years old a long time ago. She uh, sat behind us that first Sunday in the 945 worship service and uh, just embraced Andrew and Lane. Basically, I would tell you that she helped raise them. When Scott and I would go out of town, she would keep them for us. Uh, They would have fun nights at Miss Jeannie's, Jeannie Brodigan, a part of the West Faith community. Last Sunday night, I got a message from someone that said, did you see Jeannie's Facebook post on the west wall where Leanne had posted the YouTube blankets. And I said, no, I I didn't. I'm doing good just to scroll through Facebook and comment a few times. I didn't notice a comment. And uh, this person said, well, I I think something's wrong. So I messaged her and said, hey, what's up? She said, well, I have stage three lung cancer. It's the size of a grapefruit. And it's inoperable, but we're going to knock it out with chemo and radiation. I was like, wow. She said, I start tomorrow. And I'll be praying for you, please. Thank you. I feel the prayers. So throughout the week, we texted back and forth, and yesterday I had the opportunity to talk with her on the phone. Here are her words. I could not be more blessed. And she shared with me that I could share with you her story. People have come out of the woodwork. I never knew. I never knew I was so loved. When the doctor, I'd felt bad for a long period of time and I had this just cough that wouldn't go away so we treated lots of different things and we decided to do a chest x-ray and the doctor immediately called me in and showed me the picture and it's huge. 
The doctor said, I don't understand how you've been functioning. And I told him, well, you know what? You just do what you have to do. She said, but I need to let you know since then, since that diagnosis, I've slept with such peace. I wish that everyone could have this feeling. I'm not happy now. Please don't misunderstand. I'm not happy that I have it. But I wish that everybody could have this feeling of peace, knowing that whatever is in front of me, whatever is ahead of me, God. God is the same today. God is the same as yesterday. And God will be the same tomorrow. And I have faith in that God. That no matter what, God will see me through. I've learned that nothing else really matters. The little things or even the bigger things really, they don't matter. It's the people. It's the people that matter. In fact, I feel over blessed. Now, I hear people say, you know, I'm so blessed, I'm so blessed, I'm so blessed. I don't think I've ever heard somebody say, I'm over blessed. That phrase caught my attention yesterday afternoon. I'm over blessed. How? How in the world can someone be overblessed when they have a tumor that is the size of a grapefruit in their body, on their lungs, that is inoperable because it's too close to other organs and aortic valves and or things like that. And how? How can they say I'm overblessed when they've got all that stuff and facing weeks and weeks of chemo and radiation because they are going to try to kill that tumor and annihilate it completely. She's tired and nauseous, but she's telling me that she is overblessed. Yesterday, she was a pastor to me far more than I could have been to her. You know, usually when I stand up here and I talk to you about having faith, I tell you the nice, warm, fuzzy stories about how it all works out in the end, and you can see where the faith has led and see how faith has gotten us through. But this morning, I wanted to share with you this story. Because you see, Jesus talks about faith over and over and over and over again. It is something that is available to all of us. Every single one of us, regardless of where we are in our walk with God, whether we can cite the scripture verses by memory or whether we're new to faith, it's there for everybody. How do we have it? We say something. We say to our mountain, God's got this. I don't have to. Something bigger than me, God, the force of love has got this. So I don't have to. Remember the chair. I had to sit in it, right? I had to like do something. 
Jeannie could have chosen to stay in a miserable place. She could have chosen to just let uh, the diagnosis of cancer be the end for her. Or she could choose to put all her faith, her thoughts, her beliefs, her trust in this force of good and love that is bigger than she is, a faith that will move mountains. There's hundreds of mustard seeds in this tiny little bottle from the Holy Land. We each have this faith that is stronger than the tiniest of seeds because that's how big God is. But in order to experience that faith, we have to do something. We have to say something. We have to do more than just have it in our heads. So this morning in front of your mountain, I want you to say something to it. I want you to claim the power of God in and through your friends or your family or just knowing it resides deep within you. And I want you to tell your mountain to move. That's a fictional movie. This is not. Let us pray. Gracious God, will you help us to see that within each of us, we have this faith that can move mountains, faith that can overcome the fear of cancer, faith that can overcome the fear and pain of divorce, faith that can overcome any mountain or obstacle that we have in our lives. God, thank you for showing us over and over again in scripture that Jesus said, if you'll just have faith, if you'll say something and do something, that faith becomes alive and well and mountains move. God, thank you for your love. Help us put our faith in you. Amen. Perhaps the singers have had some faith that the song was going to continue and the musicians had faith that the song was going to continue without a complete train wreck, and it did. So uh, kudos to you guys for overcoming the technology. I tried to turn my microphone on because in my old days I did sing, so I thought, well, maybe if I say the words to them from the back, they'll hear them, but then I walked out here at the wrong time and didn't have the words, so that was futile. That was futile. But you know what? Having faith is not. There is a force that exists in this world that is bigger than we are, and that force is what helps us look in the face of things like cancer and job loss and divorce and know that we're going to be all right. We can sleep at night because we are overblessed. May you go and may you experience being overblessed in your lives today. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Amen.